0: Was that silence for you, dear listener? Was it awkward? If it was, we're going to talk about silence today. Woo! While talking is breaking silence. That's true. That's okay. We'll be silent again. Well, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Bowman Eric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. And before we get started, let's uh, begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just ask you to open our lips so that our mouths will proclaim your praise and that all the things that we say and hear and uh, receive from you, that it's all given back to you tenfold and that everything that we accomplish on this podcast today will uh, bear great fruit in our lives and in this little piece of the kingdom that you've called us to cultivate and to serve. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Paul, have you ever done a, like, a silent retreat or anything like that?
1: No. No, I have I, It's something I probably need to do. Oh, well, they're beautiful. Yeah, it would be good for me. Um, but, no, I, because you, on the other hand, you always yearly do an, uh, or try to anyway. It, and that took some
0: time because when I was in the seminary, my first silent retreat was my first year at Mundelein. So I'd already done, you know, two and a half years of college seminary, where we did your typical like weekend retreats. And my first year at Mundelein, you know, Mundelein, even today, they begin every new academic year with a five-day silent retreat. So Monday through Friday, Um, and my first one because as you could tell, as I'm sure you can all tell now, dear listener, I don't do well in not talking. <laughs> I like to talk. I like noise. And so my first silent retreat, it was rough. Yeah. I only made it two, two full days. By Wednesday, I, I said, screw this. I can't do it. I took out my phone. And, <laughs> and it was like a week. It was a week silent, not week long. It was a week as in like not strong. Silent retreat. I mean, Mondelein, they basically just asked us, you know, don't listen to to music, don't watch television, stay off your computer and your phones. Um, could, you, but could you talk? We couldn't talk, couldn't but talk. they want. They encouraged us to get a prayer buddy, and for at least an hour a day, we could, like, walk around the lake or go canoeing or go for a little walk with our prayer buddy and talk to them. Okay, so you could... So in that sense, it was a little weak, okay. but because then, well, the, the sign which used to go on now, there's... Anyway, I was going to get into that. But um, I, I couldn't do it. And I had a prayer buddy at the same time. So my prayer buddy and I, we met for more than an hour. <laughs> we took I think, two walks around the lake and then went kayaking uh, for an afternoon. But even then, by Wednesday, I was like, this is just boring, I guess. So I pulled out my phone. I was like, I'm only going to. I'll only be on my phone for an hour a day. And then I watch Netflix uh, and totally left the retreat.
1: What year year was this?
0: It was my first year of Mundelein. So that would have been 2013, 2013. 2012. Fall of 2012. So
1: it's 10 years later. And now... Oh my God,
0: it's 10 years later.
1: (laughs) And your now
0: I know what it's like when I make you feel old.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, we were down, in, this is off topic, but kind of on topic. We were down in the lunchroom the other day with some fourth graders and they were lining up against the wall and there's all these old pictures of previous classes. They said, Senor Edmund, did you teach? I said, yeah, I, I was there, taught this. Said, Whoa, look how
0: young father dumb looks. Oh, x- <laughs> <laughs> all those kids are getting F's now. <laughs> fourth grade boys there you go oh and i know those boys well <laughs> i do their lunch duty on tuesdays anyway you, t- you tell me say, show me where i was young where's the young picture of father
1: <laughs> God. i'm still I'm not young that
0: much different anyway 10 years later a decade goes oh. by now how are you doing on your i i do a yearly eight-day silent retreat, and i love them
1: and what now walk us through an eight-day silent retreat it, like you talked about with mundelein You had a prayer partner, a buddy.
0: So Mundelein, the the way they did their silent retreat for the first and second year guys, it was a, we'd call it a preached retreat. So they brought in a preacher. Um, So we ended up having priests the two years I did them, but they religious sisters, lay people, anyone to to preach for the week. And we probably saw the, the preacher twice a day, maybe a session in the morning, a session in the afternoon and they gave us stuff to go back and pray with and stuff to think about. And, um, and, and now what I do in, the, in your third and fourth year at Mundelein and what I do now in my eight days, it's you have a spiritual director. Um, so someone that you meet with once a day, uh, generally it's only like maybe 15 or 20 minutes and it's you're sharing the fruit of your prayer and they give you some things to think about or maybe to bring back into your prayer for the rest of the day. And then throughout the day, you do a certain number of holy hours that's set by between you and your spiritual director. So generally four or five hours of prayer, um, separate holy hours a day during a an extended silent retreat,
1: kind of punctuated by moments where you're engaged in some sort of liturgical life, or or right, yes, yeah, celebrate mass, Celebrate mass, literally the hours, yeah, things adoration, like that. adoration. So there there are there are moments where you're using your voice during these silent Correct. retreats, and there's moments where there is you're, you're enriched by sound, you're learning from other people. So it's not like Correct. you are literally and completely entering into silence. For eight days. Right, yeah. So but you either. speak
0: at mass and you talk to your spiritual director and prayers. there's other just like long
1: prayers. periods of silence that are oh, punctuating. Yeah. Well, silence. yeah.
0: I mean, all that combined, you're probably looking at maybe an hour and 15 minutes where your voice is being used right. out of 24 hours. And it, it takes getting used to. Like in my first year, I, did not, I didn't even do two days. Um, but it was, it was difficult. And it, I didn't do my first eight day until 2017. So that was my first eight days of silence. By the time I was ordained in 2016, so four years later, I was able to do five days, Um, but now I do the eight day and it's my goal one day to do a 30 day silent retreat, Um, which uh, following the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola.
1: There are a lot of parishioners um, who told me that their goal is also for you to do it.
0: <laughs> they want me to be silent, silent longer than 30 days.
1: <laughs> no, 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 everyone's.
0: But silence is such a beautiful thing because it is uncomfortable as we, you know, stared at you for a couple of seconds there. But um, silence can be uncomfortable when we don't know what to do with it. Just as when you meet someone new and you don't know how to really enter into a relationship with them, and that can be uncomfortable and awkward. Same is true for silence. So once you become comfortable with the silence and know how to engage God in the silence, it it becomes very comfortable quickly. And it's amazing what the Lord is able to do in your life through silence. It's
1: hearing noise just Non-stop. Time. And in our phones, in our pockets, on our screens, there's just stimuli everywhere. And uh, Pope uh, Meredith Benedict, he uh, said, this is a great quote, we are no longer able to hear God when there are too many different frequencies filling our ears. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful quote, and that's that call. Robert Cardinal Serra wrote a book actually called The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship.
0: Of noise, mm.
1: great title. So, dear listener, I haven't read it. I've read a review of it.
0: If any of you guys read it, I've um, read excer- excerpts from it. It's very what I've read is very good. Yeah, but exactly. he's an awesome cardinal. He's incredible. He's great. He's incredible.
1: I would love that to, him to be our next book. Um, the power of silence against the dictatorship of noise, and it all goes back right to like what you were saying about the, the clearing the deck so that you have that ability to actually commune. Mm-hmm with God himself and that's where and God it's not like God doesn't make it a secret right here first Kings chapter 19 Elijah it says right right like it says uh the Lord said go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and the Lord will pass by there was a strong and violent wind rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord but the Lord was not in the wind Mm -hmm. after the wind an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake After the earthquake, fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a light, silent sound. And when he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And then a voice said to him, why are you here, Elijah? Like God waits mm-hmm. until He clears the deck of all the noise, all the distractions, He waits for the signs. That is where the voice of God breaks through. And it's it's yeah, like it's so easy to push everything aside with our phones, with the community, with, with our schedules, with, mm-hmm. with the Netflix, with everything. And we've got to clear the deck sometimes to hear that voice.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and silence, it also helps us to grow in. Our comfort with ourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's something to be said about people who, and I and I fall into this all the time. We fill ourselves and busy ourselves. I mean, any workaholic, um, you know, kids that are running around from sports to hobbies to extracurriculars to school. I mean, when we busy ourselves with all good things, right? It's not, it's not bad to be athletic and play sports or to be involved in the arts or to. Have hobbies after work, or to put yourself into your work, right to be successful. Those aren't necessarily bad things, but when we continually noise up our life, we can lose ourselves very quickly in that, and then our identity can very easily be um, linked to our career or our hobbies or you know whatever we're distracting ourselves from. And then we lose sight of who we are, and that silence of life and just to be alone with ourself helps us to, to really come to terms with our true identity, hopefully, that we're a beloved son of God, beloved daughter of God, um, and that that's, that's the only identity that matters. But if we keep making our life so busy and distracted, we, we lose sight of that.
1: And, so I th- and I think that's like the part of the hardest first few steps is that uncomfortable sitting mm-hmm. with just yourself? Because all of these other things that you you like to think of yourself as, like I'm a great, I don't know, I love indie rock, or I mm-hmm. love reading this stuff, or I love. When you strip it all away, all you're left with is who you really are, that's and right. that's uncomfortable. But it's a good it's a good discomfort because it's through that discomfort where we can wrestle with our flaws, Mm -hmm. and the places that that we really do need to work on. And uh, yeah, you start going through in silence your last day, your last week. You're like, ooh, that's not pretty. (laughs) I got a lot of work to do. And it's easier to just distract and ignore all that.
0: And that's, and again, it takes a lot of practice, right? So Mm -hmm. even when I made the transition from doing five days of silence to eight days on my retreats, there is a big difference in sitting eight days in silence and prayer. Um, and I retreat masters had told me this in the seminary, and I didn't want to believe them. But they said the difference between the five days and the eight days is by that fifth day, you're just getting comfortable in the silence. Mm. And then those last three days, like that's really where the Holy Spirit does a lot of, of his like major work on you. So they would always encourage us to extend our five-day retreat into eight days. And finally I did it. And they were right. I mean, I, at five days, you're just like, you finally got all the distractions out and the laundry list of things that, you know, I left here at at St. Ed's. I finally, you know, stopped caring about those things. And I just gave myself completely over into the silence. And then those last three days of those retreats have always been the most fruitful. Um, And just where I was, you know, I just solely focused on the Lord. And I felt an overwhelming amount of love and grace coming towards me. And it, it was just the most fruitful part of all my retreats.
1: I, love, I think it's awesome. I think it's it just, you read about people who enter in even more fully into these things regularly or even permanently with mm-hmm. vows of silence or, mm-hmm. you know, in these quiet there's
0: the monastic a, and cloistered communities. Yeah. Right.
1: There's a, that great, um, Documentary on the Carthusian community called Into Great Silence. Great.
0: That's one of my favorite films.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. So if you get a chance, yeah. it's it. There's something transcendental about it, right? Like it it, it takes you outside of the hustle and the bustle of earthly life and, and you step into this permanence.
0: Yeah. Just into watching. great silence. Yeah. Watch it.
1: Yeah, 2005 documentary. Actually,
0: I think you can get it for free on YouTube. Somewhere. I think you'll watch it for free on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a German film, actually. I think, yeah. So it's like, I don't know what the German is, something Heiliger.
0: But they have the, yeah, the subtitles. T- although there's really nothing. It happens. They don't say much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but talk about that because you yeah. and I were just accompanying our junior. actually this hat tip to cousin Steve, um, dad of my goddaughter, Kate. um, And a listener. And a a listener, of course. Um, He also went with his parish, we went with St. Ed's kids to Holy Fire, Mm -hmm. which is this enormous uh, retreat for young people preparing for the Great Sacrament of Confirmation. Mm -hmm. And during, in the midst of this retreat, there is a Eucharistic procession and adoration. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But so many of our young Catholics are completely ill-prepared and unequipped to handle it. They don't know what to do with silence. And he was like, you should talk about silence. And as, so talk about it. For someone who's, who is steeped in this culture, we can't help ourselves, right? It is the culture in which we find ourselves. So how does someone take baby steps to not getting necessarily like to an eight-day retreat mm-hmm. every year? That's just not possible for a lot of parents. But how do we work silence in
0: The best way to start is in the car or your commute to work. So if you're in a car, turn off the radio and drive to work with the radio off.
1: You get one day with Ed (laughs) Talk.
0: Yes. (laughs) The other days. The other other days, yeah, listen to us and then the other days be in silence. Um, But start in your, anytime you're in your car, turn the radio off and start commuting around in silence. Um, And then when you're in your car, you'll be left with your own mind and your own imagination. Hopefully. And then that's where you can start also training yourself to, if you want to use that time to pray, then practice getting rid of the distractions and focusing on talking to the Lord. Or if you're not ready to turn that car time into prayer time yet, at least use the time to see how many different things come up in your mind And also pay attention to how uncomfortable you may feel sitting in a quiet car. Um, You may like if you have a bunch of kids and you're alone in your car, you may enjoy the silence. Um, You may feel uncomfortable with it. You may, uh, whatever, like, but start practice. That's a good place to start in your car. And if you take the train anywhere, get noise canceling headphones and try to block out as much of the noise as possible on your commute, As long as you're doing it
1: safely, dear listener.
0: Yes, don't, yeah, yeah. don't ride your bike with noise-canceling headphones on. Um, <laughs> um, but if you're on a train, noise-canceling headphones. And, and that's one place to start. Another is to start practicing media fasts. Um, fasting from any and all forms of media for a certain amount of time. Um, And and we can be just as addicted to phones and any other screen as any other person can have an addiction to any other kind of substance. And so it might take some weaning off of that. So, you know, I I would say, you know, it's harder with phones because we do need them to communicate. Um, But at least, you know, tell yourself after dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use my phone for two hours after dinner or two hours before I go to bed, I'm not going to use my phone or an, maybe start with an hour and then build on that to a point where, you know, maybe after dinner, it's just going to be time with your family or your spouse. And, and, you really don't, unless there's something going on in your family, there's no need for the phone, turn it off. Have, have your kids turn their stuff off, uh, your spouse turn their stuff off and then just be together and don't watch television. Read, you know. Read aloud. Remember reading books, actual books. <laughs> um, you know, practice being in silence together, um, and cultivate that that culture of it's okay to be quiet and silent
1: we've got this (laughs) this thing right this big fad intermittent fasting which is great like the church is like a duh (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've been doing that for for a long time um but intermittent fasting i talking to like josh mara he he practices this and he just doesn't eat from a certain point i forget what time it is at night until at some point in the day like at 10 Mm a.m and so he just is like yeah there's like a 12 hour period i'm just not going to eat and um do that with your phone or with, again, yep. you're not talking about like not receiving phone calls, but do it with the media on your phone or, or sure. just network. Right. Be like, yeah, from 10 o'clock at night, everything goes off. And my phone goes away and, or, or even earlier. But friend not going to watch television, no television. And um, modeling reading is so cool. I think we were talking, um, I was talking with Chris Gordon, and he was just saying how he's excited to start reading with his daughter, but not out loud and not together. Like, just both being in the same space, quietly reading a book. Yeah. Him and his daughter are both reading. Like, that's a cool thing. It's beautiful. It's awesome. And that's that silence. Anyway, speaking of books, silence is a great one of the great 20th century Catholic novels, it's by a, a Japanese author, Japanese Catholic author, kind of investigates um, 17th century Jesuit missionaries mm-hmm. in Japan, uh, so Endo, Shusaku Endo, and his silence, in this case, is the silence that we often feel coming from God. Hmm. And you have to enter into silence, oftentimes, for God's voice to break through, like, it's cool. It's, anyway, it's a great explanation. So Silence by Shusaku Endo. Um, classic.
0: Okay. Uh, novel, 20th century. And then another suggestion I would make is when you pray, because we should be praying every day, <laughs> as I, I often preach on and that we've talked about in this podcast, in our prayer, spend that prayer time with a, a, a substantial amount of your prayer time should be in silence um, where you're not, reading something. You're not praying something like you're not doing your rosary. You're not doing divine mercy. You're not reading the scripture. You're not whatever, but you're just sitting in God's presence, whether that's in his literal presence in the Eucharist, in a chapel or out in nature or in your bedroom, or as my fifth grade teacher found a place to pray in her bathroom, Uh, wherever you're in God's presence, just be there and just be silent and allow the Lord to speak to you in the silence, like he did to Elijah, in the in the in the reading you you read for us from Kings, um, just simply be with the Lord wherever you're finding him.
1: And he modeled that. That's yes, he did. He modeled that. Where every time he was going, he went off to the mountain to went pray, pray off, went off by to pray. Himself is what it, yeah. the gospel constantly. Think about how he was born, right? Yeah. Into silence. Think of the stillness in Bethlehem, isn't mm-hmm. and we have Silent Night, right? One of the great Christmas. Carols of all time. And on the cross, I mean, I know there was a din and uproars. He's walking, carrying that cross through the streets of Jerusalem, and people were hurling insults at him. But he was on that cross for three hours. Mm-hmm. And only he, said seven words. Seven words, yeah. Or seven saints. Yeah, whatever. And that's just enormous. I mean, uh, I, it brings you chills to think of yeah. the silence of, of Mary Magdalene and Mary and John staring at our Lord crucified, Alive, still, mm-hmm. but dying for us and silent. I just, anyway, Yeah, his life was punctuated by silence.
0: Yeah. So practice silence, dear listener. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, you just, you just got to start it. Like any other practice and habit, you just, and it's, it will be uncomfortable. But if you don't start, then you'll never grow in comfort with it. Um and take it from a person who loves to talk. Two people. Um two people love to talk. <laughs> it, once you get used to it, uh, it's it's gonna be your preferred way of, of prayer and communion with the Lord. Um so take take advantage of it.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's shut up now.
0: <laughs> let's go into silence. Let's do it. Please be silent in your office. <laughs> before we do that. <laughs> uh we also did yes, before we go silent, um, Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done that yet. And leave a comment. Uh, let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, tell us, better yet, comment how you plan to practice silence uh, at home. Why don't you, you do that for us, um, share some ideas. And if you have a topic that you want to hear on our podcast, leave that as a comment as well. Um, especially as we get into the Christmas Advent, Christmas season. Um, you know, if there are any particular topics around the Nativity or uh, Advent that you want to hear, um, give us some ideas. We love ideas. All right, folks. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Minaret. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God.
1: Amen.